Welcome to the Time Out Podcast with Tony McGettigan. Because we all need a little time out from life. Hi, Anthony Malloy here. You're listening to episode 72 of the Time Out Podcast with your host, Tony McGettigan. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Time Out Podcast with uh, me, your host, Tony McGettigan. And uh, as I sometimes say, I hope wherever this podcast finds you, that you're in good form. As you know, if you follow my podcast, my previous episode was to commemorate 30 years since Donegal first won the Sam Maguire. And although this episode will touch on that very special uh, time, it's more of a look at this inspirational man who's my guest today on his life as a whole, uh, as he's about to release... Well, he has just released a book which is called Life, Glory and Demons, uh, which is sure to be flying off the shelves. Uh, His role of honours, I can tell you, is a lengthy one. Uh, He was a captain when Donegal won the Sam Maguire in 1992. He was also an all-star that year. Three Ulster titles, 83, 90 and 92. And under-21 All-Ireland in 82. Donegal Player of the Year in 88 and 90. Freedom of Donegal awarded him in 2016 for his uh, contribution to Donegal GA and uh, his amazing work as well as an ambassador for the Donegal diaspora. So it gives me great pleasure to uh, come to his home here today in Ardra and that is uh, the legend who is Anthony Malloy. You're very welcome Tony and uh, welcome to Ardra. Well Anthony it's it's lovely to be here and uh, as I was coming up the road I I was just thinking to myself I love any excuse to come up to Ardra because... uh, the minute you see our draw in the distance, as you just turn into it, it's it just as that look. It's a it's a very it's a special place. Ah, yeah, look, I'm quite lucky, Tony, as you said. Look, uh, we have a we have a great community here uh, overall in Ardra, and uh, you know we work hard and we work hard together, and uh, you know at improving things, you know, within our town and that there, and uh, yeah, I have no doubt. Like I'm I'm very proud of uh, Ardra and uh, you know of my parish. Yeah, there's lots to be proud of. I can tell you that much, and. How is life with you, Anthony? I, I ask people this. Does doesn't matter what the topic of conversation is. The first thing I'll ask is, how are you yourself? Look at Tony. I'm great. Like, and uh, you know, I suppose I'm busy. Uh, you know, uh, between my two jobs now as a counsellor and also work with who doesn't get there as well as a supervisor with them. And uh, so every every week is is really a blink. Like, and uh, I like that, Tony. Like, uh, I like being busy. And 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 uh, yeah, life's good now. Yeah, that's good, Anthony. You can tell you you're looking well. Yeah, you, you definitely are. And uh, now this this book, Anthony, we're going to be touching. Obviously, this interview is to is a lot a lot of that time is to trying to to get promote this book that you've just uh, it's been it's been released. It's available on Amazon and that, and I think on paperback and hardback, Anthony. Uh, <coughs> the launch is this Friday night on uh, October twenty eighth, I think, in the Blue Haven in Kilcar. Um, was this something, Anthony, the, the the book that you had a long time in your mind, or how did it come about? Well, suppose first of all, Tony, like I would have often thought, you know, and uh, about you know, about putting my sporting life down on paper and that there, and then I was sort of thrown out of me me mind because uh, I would think, well, you know, how how can I go back uh, over almost fifty years, like, and uh, that's the way it was or has been, you know, for the last few years, and and then all of a sudden one day I I got a call uh, from Liam Hayes and. Uh, out of the blue, uh, before Christmas last year sometime. And uh, we spoke about, uh, you know, historic one in 92 and that was going to be 30 years now coming up shortly. And uh, we spoke about a lot of things. And uh, Liam says to me, look, it's time, it's time you put your thoughts down on paper. And um, so after a bit of talking on that there, I decided uh, there and then that I would. And, you know, I suppose out of known Liam Hayes um, as a player, uh, I played against him often. He's the winner of two All Irelands himself. He lost two as well. Uh, he was a man that uh, would have known everything about dressing rooms. Like he, uh, he was a journalist, a publisher, and uh, I knew he was a man for the job. And uh, I trusted Liam. And that's very important because when you're releasing a book, there's a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different emotions, and uh, that is critical that you had that. And of course, you also had the help of uh, another another great man and our drama man here, Frank Craig, who's the, the ghostwriter. No doubt, like, and uh, uh, I certainly uh, 
wouldn't have uh, done this project, you know, without uh, anybody else other than Frank and uh, known Frank for a long time and a good friend of mine. And uh, again, uh, you know, he, he, he's a journalist, as you know, as well. And, and uh, I certainly would not have been able to... Uh, carry out this project like without Frank and um, you know his, his, his knowledge and uh, his expertise <clears throat> and his patience with me may I add uh, over nearly a year you know was unbelievable and and um, you know Frank used to come here uh, maybe once twice a week for a couple hours and uh, he would turn on his tape and uh, he would let me rattle away you know and and then you know Frank would have to go back then and, you know, put all that together. Like, so I can't imagine um, the amount of hours and effort and time that Frank put into this uh, book for me. And for that, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful to Frank and Liam. Yeah. You always need a team uh, behind you <coughs> when you're doing something that's going to be any way successful. And you certainly had that. And uh, I can tell you, a lot of people going to be very excited uh, and need to read this book. And... We were just chatting off air there. You were telling me that there's a kind of a different structure to this book uh, compared to your, your typical autobiography or memoir books, uh, Anthony. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we try to maybe do it a bit different, you know. Uh, it's, it's not going to be chapter after chapter about football and that there. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we started off a chapter about football and then we were going to reflections and that and uh, go back into another chapter about football and go back into reflections again. And that's a about uh, that's the structure of the book like and uh, I'm happy with that because uh, I felt myself like and I've read a lot a lot of footballing books like great books may add that you know that if, if it's football and football and football like uh, chapter after chapter I think you could get a bit lost in the book itself like so I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm happy with the layout Tony yeah. Yeah, it is good sometimes. I think to be to, to stand out and do your own thing in a, a unique way. And uh, um, I'm sure, Anthony, when you were penning the thoughts and when Frank was putting the structure of the book together for you, I'm sure there was lots of great memories that came into your mind, and also maybe things that were maybe more difficult to put into towards. Look, there's no doubt about that. And and uh, first of all, like you know. The greatest thing I ever done in my lifetime was lift uh, Sam Maguire for the very first time for Donegal. And, uh, you know, that was a huge day. It was a huge day for everybody. And uh, that day is always first and foremost in my mind, you know. And, uh, you know, a day, a day of huge pride and, and, and uh, you know, fulfillment and all that there and joy. And, uh, you know, proud of my own family, proud of where I came from, uh, proud of my club. Uh, proud of my county and and uh, you know and and I'm proud of uh, that bunch of players you know and and uh, as you as you know like uh, you know the county went mad uh, totally mad after that like for months and months on end like and uh, everybody wanted Sam and Anthony and uh, <clears throat> you know we I travelled the lengths of the country the up and down the country over and back the country outside the country and and so on and. Uh, I took six months uh, off the ESB at the time. They gave me six months off, and uh, they were very good to me. And, uh, you know, we travelled every village, every town in Donegal with Sam. Uh, I'd done every single school in Donegal with Sam. And um, evening times, you know, uh, having to go to pubs and clubs and uh, all sorts of businesses, you know. And, and, and uh, so it, it, was, it was demanding. Like, and I suppose uh, I'll, I'll give you one example of one uh, evening that uh, particularly stands out for me. And... Um, the cup had to be in Fawn Vale at 7 o'clock. Then it had to be uh, in Navan that uh, evening later on at 11 o'clock uh, for a Donegal Association uh, dance. And uh, it was a ter terrible, terrible bad night uh, with frost and that. And uh, we didn't arrive uh, to Navan until 1 o'clock. And, and, and uh, of course, the crowd waiting for us. And uh, the, following, the following day, myself and Martin Bug, uh, we headed off to Chicago <coughs> and uh, we done uh, a tour of the four cities there in six days. Like So that's just a wee small example, Tony, of the madness and uh, uh, of what went on with Sam Maguire. Yeah. And I'm sure Anthony is like the the normal man on the street doesn't really understand how how draining that must be. Anthony, or maybe over overwhelming as well, and uh, maybe tedious if it goes on for a long time. Anthony, it's it's not it's not exactly a, an easy thing to go through. 
Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it was great, like, all this was great, like, for the first month or two, like, I have to say, like, and, uh, but when the novelty wore off, uh, it was difficult, uh, it was stressful, I have to say, and, uh, you're also, you know, carrying uh, a lot of uh, responsibility as well, like, and, and, uh, you know, often seen me coming in the night, like, in the Sam there, the, throw the Sam at the bottom of the bed there, and, uh, waking up Sam there again, like, and, uh, supposed to be honest, uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I was glad to see Sam being sent back in uh, June uh, the following year. Yeah, you, you and Sam McGuire had a had a bit of a you sort of long uh, year together, and uh, but no, you certainly done the job very well, Anthony, of of being that you know that the, the captain and that leading figure. And uh, was that something, Anthony, that came to you easy? Do you think naturally, or the captain thing, or was it something you had to work at? No, look, I, I, the, the captaincy, uh, you know, uh, it uh, became came to be easily, I have to say. Like, you know, there's a few things that, uh, <clears throat> you know, supposed that uh, I always kept, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, give respect and you, and you get respect, like, and... Uh, I, I never asked any anybody or any any lads like to do something that I wouldn't do myself like and uh, I I had no agendas like and um, I I treated uh, everybody equally uh, my players alike and uh, I still do that you know uh, Tony to this day like uh, everybody's equal to me like it doesn't matter what position you hold in high office low office uh, what color or creed you are like you're all equal to me like and uh, I always stick by that yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good um, mantra to have, Anthony, because uh, that will come back to, to benefit you. And it's, uh, you can certainly see that, you know, a team needs a strong captain, mm-hmm. and, and you certainly had that. But suppose, uh, too, Anthony, you, you didn't actually realise <coughs> the the extent of what would happen. You know, it's like something uh, when somebody uh, wins a lotto, they, they <coughs> enter the lotto, and they don't think of what's going to happen when they win it. But that was, I suppose, in football in terms, what happened to you? And it was a, a whole uh, world that you didn't know after that. Like, I suppose at the time, I, 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 I didn't. Uh I didn't know the magnitude of her one really, like, and uh, I suppose it's only it's, it's only like in later years now, like, and as the, as the years roll on, Tony, like, uh, you know that I, that that I am I get I am more grateful. I get more grateful, like, you know, for our, our, our achievement of the time, like, and uh, you know they 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 were great great days like looking back on it you know and and uh looking back as well like uh, i don't think it would change anything but uh, i do know one thing like today uh, i wouldn't be fit to do what i'd done in them days as regarding traveling around everywhere yeah it certainly was a, a, a challenge anthony and we're going to be talking more about the actual uh you know the effects of post 92 uh, later in the, in the podcast anthony recently um as well is celebrated it was 40 years since the 82 all ireland which was a very important title for Donegal to anthony the first all ireland title at uh inter-county level and uh you all got together and, and i'm sure it, it was a nice uh, occasion for you it was certainly was like we got together like for the very very first time uh 40 years later like in the abbey hotel uh two weeks ago and uh it was a great night and uh it was great meeting uh you know all them lads again like and there were some of them lads i wouldn't have seen like uh for a long long time there's some of them away from home some of them in london some of them in america and all over the place you know and uh but what i did find out you know they're no while changing them anyway you know they still have the same uh same appearance and the the same characters there you know and uh yeah we had a great night yeah what was the you know obviously Tom Conahan and, and Brian McKinnon, um, Anthony? What was the, the the main differences you think between them as uh, as managers that got the best out of people? Well, suppose you know uh, <clears throat> Brian McKinnon was uh, was always known to be a player's man, like and uh, you know he, he was a very astute character. There's no doubt about that, and uh, he uh, he also knew every single uh, footballer in Ireland. You know that wore shoe leather, like and uh, his weaknesses and his strengths and that there. And uh, he was probably one of the best men I ever uh, listened to putting a team out onto the field, like off the cuff as well, like and uh, he didn't need any notes whatsoever, like and uh, suppose. Uh, uh, if, if Brian had a weakness, maybe it was maybe uh, on the discipline end of things, you know, and, and we we were probably allowed to get away with more uh, than we should have got, you know, uh, away with in them days, like, you know, regarding turning up for training or not training or being late for training and all that there and maybe our behaviour outside the field as well, like, and uh, whereby Tom, <coughs> Tom came in and Tom was uh, very, very strict on discipline. Uh, that was his number one, like, and uh, either you're in or out here, uh, within the squad, like and and um, you know, I think we needed that at that time because uh, we were sort of all over the place and people doing their own things. And and uh, to be fair to Tom, like uh, 
Tom put that to, to bed, like, and uh, we did buy into Tom, you know, his his uh, way of thinking, like, and uh, he was strict, but he was fair as well, like, you know, to be fair, like, but there was one thing lacking probably in Donegal in them days, and, uh, uh, and that certainly was discipline, you know, and uh, often think afterwards as well, maybe if these two men had to get together and form a partnership, maybe in later years, like, we would have had a, we'd a fair blend. That, that's true because uh, man says that they brought, brought different things to the table uh, Anthony and um, I suppose uh, as well uh, Brian McEnough did say to me in an interview Anthony that he can recall coming out to Sandfield to see you playing I think it was and uh, you know about that you were uh, along with a number of other players in the Donegal team at that time jinxed at the knees something that you had to contend with uh, all year uh, for many years Anthony and again the, fa- the fan on the street doesn't really see that side of things it, it must have been a difficult thing for you to manage it certainly was, you know. I, I hurt me hurt me knee for the very first time uh, in the early eighties, and uh, playing against uh, or playing an interference game with John Sisson Sons Limited in Dublin on a Monday evening. It was an interference uh, final, which was a huge thing, like in Dublin in them days. Uh, and I had played a, a championship match uh, the day before against Gidor, uh back in Ardra, like, and uh, <clears throat> but I, I twisted my knee that night, and that was the start of it, you know, and. Uh, that knee was there, uh, all my playing days, and 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 uh, you know, eating painkillers. I would have a painkiller before the game and a painkiller after the game, icing it, uh, fluid on it, taking fluid off it, like uh, you know, and all that there, like and and you know, after I think I had about six operations on the left and the two on my right, like and there was, it was mainly cartilage and all that there, but you know, you had to make your way back after all them operations, like because uh, you had the same work to do, and and suppose back in them days we hadn't uh, you know the same backup as, as as the modern player has, you know, and you had to probably just do your own thing. Or do the best uh, with what you had, like and um, yeah, you know. And I, I had to train probably harder than most, like as well, like uh, and uh, to get back into shape, like and uh, tra- I trained on my own a lot, you know. And uh, I would be on Yarn Beach a lot there, just a mile and a half to the rock and a mile and a half back. It, it was uh, it definitely hampered me playing. There's no doubt about that there, like and uh, but at the same time, uh, Tony, like I'm thankful as well, like because uh, you know. <clears throat> 92, uh, my knee didn't give me any trouble for some reason, and uh, 1990 didn't give me any trouble, you know, as well. Like, and uh, uh, 83, uh, I probably shouldn't have played against Galway because I hurt it a couple of weeks prior to that as well. Like, but all in all, look at I, I, I'm grateful and I'm happy, like, uh, about the way things turned out. Like, but no, it wasn't easy now, the knee gave me a lot of trouble. Yeah, something you just had to manage, and but uh, as I say, you over overcame it brilliantly, and uh, you had retired, Anthony, in in late ninety one, but uh, that decision was uh, reversed when uh, Brian McKinnon came to you and more or less outlined about listen down of just what the down have done, and uh, you felt I suppose that uh, you were as good as down and. That's, you came back in in ninety two. Yeah, I look at it often say you know fits uh, fits a great thing like and. Uh, I did, yeah. I retired in ninety one, like because uh, I had an operation on the knee at the beginning of that year as well, like. But I was back again, like, and I thought maybe that I should have been playing, uh, and the also, and particularly in the Ulster final of ninety one, like. But um, I didn't, I, I didn't get the call, like, and uh, I certainly was mad with Brian at that time, and um, but, but uh, when I think about it, then when I thought about it afterwards, you know, I was probably I was mad within uh, myself because. Um, I thought I was finished and I thought I was done with county football and uh, and, and uh, because my knee was giving me a lot of trouble like and gone was my dreams as well of of, of uh, my childhood dreams you know that uh, I suppose every young player has like of lifting Sam at some stage or, or, or the All-Ireland medal and uh, but um, you know I met Brian uh, towards the end of that year of 91 and uh, at a minor match in Baba Fay in fact other hour playing uh, Barry Shannon and um, spoke for a good while and we spoke about down success and uh, what they achieved and uh, you know and uh, we spoke about the 1990 and uh, about the game against Meath like how did that go and, and you know when I thought about it all then and, and uh, I knew like that we had as many good footballers many uh, you know good footballers that down had or maybe better and uh, so uh, it spurred me, you know, it spurred me on again. And uh, thankfully, uh, I decided to go back uh, uh, early in '92. Yeah, but saying that as well, Tony, you know, and I say fate is a great thing. Um, you know, I, I had sort of retired 
1982 as well, like, uh, and 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 uh, I had played for two seasons with the under 21 county team at this stage, and but there again, uh, hurt me knee in '81, and so I didn't bother uh, joining uh, the, the panel under Tom Conahan that. 82 when they started out and and uh, I didn't play I didn't play against Cavan in the first round match and uh, I didn't play in Baba Fay against Down like in the drawing match and and uh, you know the following day uh, I a knock on my door and uh, Tom Conahan and Bart Whelan arrives and uh, spoke about everything and uh, all Tom asked me look at look at come back and look at we'll see how things go you know and and um, I went back uh, that week and and. Uh, Two weeks later, like I was playing midfield against Down up in Uri, like and, and and we won that game by two points, and uh, we went on to win the Ireland that year as well. Like so, both I have to say that I'm a very very lucky man, and and uh, I'll be eternally grateful, like to Tom Conan and Brian McEnough, you know. Yeah. Great, great man for Donegal football, Anthony. And it was, as you talk about fate, because you were considering at that point possibly going to America because uh, a number of your family were over there. And uh, I suppose it would have been an easy enough decision for you to make because uh, you know what they say about faraway fields seem greener, Anthony. But again, that's why you're such a legend and, and, and all these people that won medals for Donegal, you put your county first. Ah, yeah, look at, you know, my brothers had left, uh, Frank went first in 1980, and then uh, my two other brothers, Connie and Lanty, like, left in, in uh, early, early 81, like, and, <clears throat> you know, I missed them lads a lot, like, and they were very much part of, 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 of the club and everything else, like, and, and uh, as you say, like, there were good stories coming back from New York, like, about what was happening there, and uh, the fun, and the money to be made, and all that there, and, like, to be fair, like I had it in my back, the back of my mind, you know, to join them there, and 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 uh, thankfully, you know, that uh, that call Tom uh, made to me, uh, <coughs> you know, uh, changed my mind, like, and 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 uh, I stayed. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Tony Goff up all thankful to you, Anthony. I can assure you that, and. Just the story of the book, of course, or just uh, the title of the book of uh, Life, Glory, and, and Demons, Anthony. And uh, uh, I suppose we'll just touch on the on the demons for a second, Anthony. We all, uh, I suppose, have a demon somewhere or another. But um, can you explain a wee bit, uh, an example about that, Anthony, of what's covered in, in the book in that, in that regard? Yeah, well, you know, without a doubt, like, you know, um, first of all, Tony, uh, you know, there was a huge drinking culture around the J, like in my time playing, and... Uh, you know, uh, the players and spectators alike. And, uh, you know, when you played, when you played a club game or a county game back in them days, you know, you went to the pub and, uh, you were there most of the time, probably till closing time. And, and, um, you see, I suppose me being me, like, I, I thought that I had to, um, uh, mix and, 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 and speak to my supporters and that there. And, 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 uh, you know, there were drink probably coming from all angles as well. Like, and I never refused. And, and, uh, but that's the way it was, you know. And, and like, when out then, like the following day, like, and you ran that off, like, uh, doing, done the miles around the field, like, and ran it out of the system. And, but, you know, when I retired, um, again, when I retired, uh, I went through a difficult period of my life as well. Like, and, and, uh, Sort of lost my way, and and suppose uh, the reason being, you know, I wasn't ready for retirement, uh, or I wasn't prepared. Probably is the better word for it, you know, for retirement. Um, all of a sudden, uh, there was a huge vacuum in my life. Um, you know, there's no more games, no more training, no more discipline, no more cheers, uh, running out onto fields and that there, and uh, I found that hard to deal with, and and <clears throat> then I found myself, you know going to the pub more oftener and uh but i was lonely at the time probably you know and and, and as well because i missed the lads you know that i was used to to meeting uh, week in week out and that there but you know thankfully <clears throat> you know i got professional help um i went to aa and uh meetings and all that there uh, around that time and uh i learned a lot about myself uh i learned a lot about living uh, and uh, I suppose uh, I'm still learning about living, and uh, it's 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 a work in progress every day. I think, and um, you know, <clears throat> I was a sort of a fella, Tony, like that uh, couldn't say no. Uh, I was afraid of uh, what people uh, thought of me uh, if I made a speech. Uh, what people thought of a speech, uh, you know, silly nonsense like that there. And 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 and, uh, but I learned, and you know, I read a lot of inspirational, positive books around that time as well. And and uh, but I learned a lot about you know what makes Anthony Malloy tick, you know. And 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 uh, thankfully, you know, I've got I, I've got over and put that bad bad period behind me. 
Yeah, well, I'm definitely glad to hear that, Anthony. And as I say, you, you seek help, you know, the right thing. And I suppose, Anthony, that's a there's a, there's a kind of a you know a stigma attached to that, you know, and even today, where a lot of uh, men, uh, more so men, aren't really coming forward, maybe about how they're feeling, and you know, a show it's a sign of strength, really, to ask for help. Oh, without a doubt, too, Tony, because. Uh, you know uh, the the shame and that there, like and uh, you know afraid, uh, you know afraid to talk to somebody back in the day was there, like and uh, uh, you know thankfully that's not there today. You know the young people today, like this, you know they talk more openly, like and uh, look at I'm not one bit ashamed, like that uh, that, that uh, I went to meetings that I sought professional help on one bit, like and today, um, you know I'm my own man today. Uh, I'm not afraid what people think of me today. Like uh, I speak my mind today, and if people are not happy with it, well, as long as Anthony Malloy's happy with it, uh, that's okay, you know. But also, you know, today as well, Tony, like um, you've got the GPA there now, and you've got the the whole setup is a totally professional setup today. You know, these players, the modern players, you know, they have all sorts of medical backup and all sorts of different backups there for them. Like, and the GA as well provide a lot of assistance as well there with uh, people with addictions or whatever or even they're even putting lads back to school and all that there like and they're a fantastic organization but you know that wasn't there in my time and the people of my era they were more closed as well like and they were afraid to talk about their troubles uh, to anybody and and uh, you know but thankfully that's not the way it is today Tony you know yeah Thank- thankfully that's the case uh, Anthony and um, I have to ask you what what was it like for you running the the, the, the pub, obviously, because you had a pub up the, the road here on the main street, uh, Malloy's, and uh, I was in it, uh, I was in it myself, and uh, I must say it was a, always a, a place you get a warm welcome, a welcome and a good pint, Anthony. Uh, was it difficult for you at that, at that stage? Because at our, I'm sure there were times where it was difficult for you. Well, well, it was something I always wanted to do, Tony, as well, like, uh, in my lifetime, you know, and uh, I suppose if you look at my CV, like, I, I had a lot, a lot of different uh, jobs and that there, you know, I started off first, like, with ESB for 17 or 18 years as a charge, I was there, a charge and technician with them, and then uh, I felt that I had, had more to do with my life, um, I went into the insurance business and I set up a brokerage, like, with Paul Reynolds, uh, God rest him, uh, and Letter Kenny, Paul Reynolds and company, stayed there for seven or eight years, and then the pub came along then uh, a chance to buy a pub in my own town uh, which I always wanted to do and um it was great, I have to say, at the beginning, and and uh, for the first couple of years, uh, business was booming, you know. But then, the the smoking ban came in, and one thing and another, and uh, I didn't have room uh, within my pub or out the back of my pub for people to smoke, like so they had to go onto the street, and um, <coughs> it uh, had a fair out effect on my business, you know. And and uh, again, uh, it was tough, yeah, definitely tough business. But they had it, uh, highs and lows there too, high points, like a lot of people came in to see me. And spoke about football from all over the country, and that was great, you know. And and uh, but uh, as anybody will tell you, it's 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 a demanding place to be as well. Like and uh, you know whether the customers are hundred percent wrong, he's always he's always right, and uh, that's, right. that's a known fact. Like and and uh, yeah, like after a while, you know, <clears throat> things went went downhill in the pub, and and the business went bad. Like and and. Uh, I'm not afraid to say it, like, uh, I lost the business, like, but then, you know, that's the way it was, like, there was a, a downturn in the economy and everything else, um, so then on on then, like, after the public went on the road as well, like, and uh, done that for two years, and, um, you see, uh, I, w- I was always looking for something that uh, that really suited Anthony Malloy, right, and I hadn't had done it, I suppose, but then eventually, uh, uh, a job came up as a supervisor over fast schemes and that there and uh, I really enjoy that uh, travelling around again uh, meeting people uh, different parishes and that there and um, you know and then of course then the council opportunity came along and uh, I, uh, that's another learning curve for me as well I uh, had a lot of learning to do there but again meeting you're meeting a different uh uh, type of personnel here, like away from JA. Well, most of them away from the JA. Like, and uh, I, I look at it, I'm really, I think I've found now what I want to do in life, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's good, Anthony. And one thing you can't be accused of is not trying because uh, you've definitely tried uh, many different avenues. And just before I move on to the political uh, story, Anthony, I suppose when you were, man says, 
uh, you talked about your demons there and uh, about the drink and that, but I suppose the humorous side of that, Anthony, is uh, you'd never have been stuck for a drink and, and you would have saved a few pounds. I know exactly, and uh, look, there were great, 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 great times. Like, and I have uh, uh, huge, some great stories. Like, and uh, today, like, I have a huge respect for alcohol. Like, and uh, I know where alcohol can lead you to. Like, you know, and uh, but you know, uh, it's it's the living end of it, and uh, that's important for me. Like, and uh, you know that you're happy with within yourself. Uh, you know your self-worth and uh, I had all that kind of learning to do, you know, and, and um, as I said, like I read a lot of inspirational, positive uh, thinking books as well, like, and uh, which was a great help. Like, and uh, today, look, at, uh, I am happy to say that uh, I'm very happy with, uh, with life today, you know. Yeah. That, that's great to hear, Anthony. I can definitely tell you you're, you're looking great on it and uh, certainly so. Uh, on to the, the political story, Anthony, and we will come back in a, in a short while to the football. Um, I suppose it's not an easy time, Anthony, to be involved in politics. When you see that the, I suppose the difficult uh, challenges that different uh, towns and communities face, not only across Ireland but across Europe and the world, where it looks like very much <coughs> like there's going to be a, a wide recession, it's happening already. But even into next year, uh, not an easy time to be a, a politician in a way. Uh, Anthony? Yeah, no, certainly not. And it, uh, we are facing it a very difficult uh, period now, uh, the winter period here, and, and uh, who knows uh, later on as well. Like, and uh, but for for me, like you know, and uh, I always stress this, you know, there's a there's a difference like between national politics and local politics. Like, and um, I I like to keep it local. I I like to help out uh, with all the problems uh, around my own uh, own area and 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 the wider areas and that there and. Uh, uh, you know, I I have something always like that. Uh, when I get up in the morning, like if I can't help somebody, will I not do them any harm? Like, and I, I do love helping people. Like, you know, but yeah, uh, on a national scale, uh, we're in for a tough time. Like with the cost of living, uh, you know, the ESB bills, the our fuel bills, everything else, or gas, everything is 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 gone sky high. And and uh, you know. Hopefully that uh, our government uh, will step in again and put a cap on things for us here, you know, and 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 um, I certainly not going to easy, but you know we're we're a resilient outfit here and 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 uh, we're resilient people and uh, hopefully we'll get through uh, we'll we'll get through through this one and we we'll see what happens. Yeah, you, you touched there on the energy, you know, and uh, the, the sorry the cap and and there, there it seems to me like there's going to be have to going forward. I suppose there's going to have to be some sort of cap. You would think on energy going into next year because it's already people already feeling I suppose the the, the brunt of it. You saw it, uh, Liz Truss in, in in England trying to implement a cap and it didn't really work successful at all. Pretty quickly, it was evident that was going to be the case. Um, where do you see that going, Anthony? In terms of <clears throat> measures, I suppose it's very hard to have a crystal ball on this. It certainly is, like, but I do hope, like, that the you know the government do step in and 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 help out, like the you know the people people in need anyway, you know, and uh, I, I I would fear for the older generation, you know, and and uh, people living on pensions now, like, with the cost of uh, you know forty euros for a bag of coal, like, it's unreal a bag that you could have bought uh, not so long since for sixteen euros, you know, and things like that there, and it's going to be difficult, like, yeah, for for the older people, but I suppose a lot will depend on 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 the war in Ukraine like and uh, hopefully like our, our, our world leaders or whatever can come together and, and, and start communicating and, and, and uh, putting an end to things there because it's, it's horrible at the minute but a lot will depend on, on the war like where we're going like as yeah. the garden uh, increases you know and, 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 and gas and all that there and look at we are faced there's no point in saying it any other way like we are faced for a very difficult uh, I don't know maybe how God only knows like uh, maybe six months a year ahead Head, you know yeah Diplo- diplomacy has to be the the way out of this uh, in a sense because it can't continue the way it's going and as i say ukraine are are bearing the brunt of it obviously but their country's been under attack for eight months uh it's crazy to even th- fathom that in terms of your own actual thinking but hopefully there can be some can answer for ukraine and again for the wider world uh, as a result in, in in the coming weeks and months uh, anthony um i have to touch anthony on on the Donegal um management uh, situation there's been a lot of talk obviously in recent weeks um a lot of different names thrown mm-hmm. under the hat to possibly names to succeed declan boner um th- there seems to be a bit of developments coming out of that anthony in the recent days 
Ja, yeah, uh, det var faktisk åbning af Conway last Friday, og der spørger der good few people, og suppose først of all, like, uh, what a facility now we have, uh, our center of excellence there in Conway, like, um, uh, massive, massive uh, thumbs up to everybody involved there, like, you know, uh, I mind uh, turning the sod on it myself and Michael Murphy in 218, like, and uh, What a facility we have today, uh, one of the best in the country. Like, and I was just thinking, uh, coming back over the road, like any young lad that uh, the goes there, like to train and uh, uses that facility, like he, he definitely will stay, like you know. And uh, but word round uh, last Friday that Aiden um, Aiden Rose's name and and Paddy uh, and Paddy Carr's name uh, has has been mentioned, and it, it it looks like it that they will be your future managers, you know. And uh, like what's just good, like and and and. and um, As time, I think, as time that we 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 got management team in place anyway, and 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 look at I I wish whoever comes in the very best, you know, it's a tough tough job, uh, Tony, as you know, and it's it's a full hands on job now, twenty four seven job, and 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 uh, a job with a huge huge responsibility, and uh, I certainly hope that. Uh, Whoever takes over, that uh, we as a county uh, get totally behind them and we give them our full support, you know. Well, that has to be an Anthony right away to, to, to give them, uh, whoever comes in, the support. And I suppose, uh, ideally, you know, people would have been hoping for a man within the county, but uh, as I say, there wasn't a while long list, uh, a while, a big queue, so it was a, a, ma- a matter of needs uh, must. And uh, Paddy Carr, I suppose, was in for the job, I think, previously. Uh, so um, it will be interesting to see how this unfolds. Uh, should act, should it actually happen with that uh, appointment, uh, Anthony? Yeah, I, I believe Paddy went uh, for the manager's job a way way back. I don't know what year now. And uh, but look, as you're done, all man. He's from the west of the county, and and uh, Paddy's been involved in management like all his life as well. Like you know, so like Paddy's a, a very very experienced fella. Like and uh, Aidan O'Rourke has, uh, has managed teams as well. Like and uh, a good player himself, Aidan O'Rourke as well. Like so, you know. I think they'll make for a good combination and uh, look at it doesn't matter who comes in Tony to manage your county league it's the players will have to buy into it you know and it's all about that there and uh, we as a county as supporters have to buy into it as well like and you know let them get get on what's the job like and um, let's not go back to how Declan Bonner was treated like with the with the keyboard warriors like you know Declan and uh, you know done a Huge, huge, huge job with Donegal, like, and, and uh, as an underage manager and a senior, and a senior, you know, as a senior manager, and like the way he was treated, like, it, it hurt me as well because no one back and I played with him and, and played against him, and you know, we don't need that. No. So I, I just hope that uh, whoever comes in uh, are are let on and and get on with the job, and that we everybody rows in behind them. That's right, yeah. That's that's the way it. Uh, I suppose uh, it has to be. Uh, and you know what? The, the the keyboard warrior will always exist. I'm afraid. Uh, but uh, you're right. What you said, Declan. No one really deserves that because it, it don't, not only affects the the man himself, but his family. And uh, you know, when you consider Anthony, it, it is a very uh, thin line between success and failure because. As Donegal against Cavan a few years back, we're going for Declan was actually going for three ulsters in a row. We lost that match behind closed doors against Cavan. Who he'd beaten previously in the previous years to an Ulster final, well beaten to, uh, well beat them. Just like to me, it like sort of seemed like Donegal struggled to get up for that game behind closed doors against Kevin. And as I say, since that Donegal didn't really seem to recover from that. No, possibly like as as possibly one that we let go. Uh, that was the final like and. Uh, And definitely, COVID didn't didn't help us one way or the other, you know. And and uh, it was a, a below par performance, like and uh, like Donegal are a much much better team than they showed that day, like and uh, both Cavan had absolutely nothing to lose either, like and and and. Uh, but look at you know that's this fickle business, you yes. know, and and uh, it's uh, the old cliche again. Look at you're as good as your last game, really, in that business. Like, and I've been there myself. Look at I managed teams too. Look at and uh, I played on teams too. Maybe there were days we should have won, and there were days we got bad hammering, you know. And and and, uh, but that's the nature of the game. And uh, I think yeah, when you're in the business, you have to be tough as well, and uh, you have to be uh, tough skinned as well. Like, and 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 and, uh, but um, I don't agree with the key. Board warriors, one the armchair people that absolutely know nothing about uh, the hours and uh, you know that the likes of Declan would have put in um, and a full time job at him as well himself. Like, and and um, 
the hours uh, you know these players put in these people don't know but i know uh because even uh, michael murphy uh, back a year ago ago would have shown me like his week you know getting up at half six in the morning going to the gym uh maybe doing his day's work back out on the field that evening maybe five days a week yeah. all good part of the year and 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 then having to play games at the weekend like and uh so you know th- these boys are professional uh they, they are uh professional footballers now uh albeit like uh, dressed up as uh, as an amateur like and um, you know we have to respect that and we have to respect our players and we have to respect our management yeah well definitely but well, that goes without question uh anthony and uh just before i get on to michael murphy and just because you're two iconic figures in Donegal football you mentioned that uh, we were talking about declan boner there and uh, i have to mention you know, about the, the the boner family itself uh, just getting an, uh, an insight from a man that's outside the, the kind of the club of narossa very talented players obviously from declan shan michael donal and uh there were a, a handful for any uh, team. I'm sure you played down in Dewey yourself and uh, uh, a very gifted uh, family and have given a lot to Donegal football over the years. Look, at I, I know the Boner family a long, long, long time and uh, I knew the father, Dan, as well, a great GA man, you know, and uh, God rest him. And, and uh, I, uh, they've made a huge, huge con- contribution like uh, to the Rotha Club and, 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 and to Donegal and, and uh, Donald was a, was a, was a be, about to become a fabulous looking footballer as well like until the, uh, the bad knee injury and that there but uh, I do, uh, I do, and I played against, I played against Narasa as well, and uh, they had a great, great team. Like, and they were, you know, they, they beat us. Uh, they're big Vinny and yeah. uh, James Melly and Co. and 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 the Boners. Like, and uh, you know, I love going to, uh, I love going down there uh, to the Gibara Bar there to Kevin. Like, always a great welcome there. Like, and uh, a great, a great club uh, for a small, small uh, area. Like, and 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 uh, you know, their their contribution like to Narotha and, 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 and to the county like it's been immense yeah well it's definitely we're, we're definitely a proud club down there and we as, a, as you say a small club and uh, just quickly what do you think made Dewey the fourth race it was for Narotha in the centre of the you're probably in more of a position to answer that than anybody because you would have you played in, as an opposite, opposing player in Dewey against Narotha there were stages like they were going for the Division 1 title in the mid 80s what was it do you think uh, Anthony that it, it didn't. It didn't turn out to be a nice place for visiting teams to go. No, like you see, they they uh, they came along an excellent uh, a bunch of lads, like uh, coupled with the uh, senior fellas, you know, and uh, you know uh, it was a tight wee pitch, and like you know the the Rotha men hit you hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put a lot, a lot of teams off their way of going that way, like. But they were fair as well, like. But uh, but they had a they had a good, good side. You see, people must you know can't forget about that there, like. And they had quality players as well, like. And uh, it was definitely a fortress, like. And uh, there's one thing for sure, like when you went down to do Hebo, you got a game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As uh, it was a place that was uh, done well, not so well, in a sense of a venue and. Uh, uh, lovely day get a perspective from a person outside of uh, Narasa on that uh, Anthony uh, just to touch now Anthony on the, coming towards the latter part of the interview you'll be glad to hear that the freedom of the county of, of Donegal you were awarded in 2016 Anthony and uh, you were the seventh person to get a special badge and, uh, and pen uh, commissioned and uh, you're in great company there along with Daniel O'Donnell and Paddy Boner uh, Anthony and uh, I'll tell you what it's fully deserving Ah, oh, look, that was another very, very proud day for me as well, uh, when that honour was bestowed on me by, by, by Kieran Brogan, uh, the Lord Mayor of the county at the time. And, uh, you know, to be included in that lineup that, uh, of famous people that you're talking about there, uh, Packy and uh, Daniel and, and and all them, you know, it was great and it uh, it was a, a very very proud day for me and my family that day as well. Like and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 just another title, I suppose as well. Like and uh, I suppose <laughs> I have to say this, like uh, I I didn't know really what it meant, but I do know I I thought I had the freedom of the county, but uh, the following day and I was given a ticket in the car anyway, not a Kenny like so <laughs> that t- that took me down a wee bit, you know, or took me back a bit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. 
and, and here's me thinking that nine years ago when I was naive enough to think that uh, the freedom of a place meant you got everything free but <laughs> that uh, well uh, that was uh, brought home to me the following day anyway Tony yeah. you know and uh, but I think I, I think I got it squashed uh, somewhere or other you know there's a call made anyway I see there's a, there's a benefit to the freedom <laughs> yeah but uh, no, definitely a, a great story but again a great honour for you Anthony and as I mentioned at the top of the podcast man says your your CV is vast in terms of what you've achieved and um the, the storytelling as well, Anthony, is something that you've been complimented on. Um, you know, you did a programme there for TGKR, a documentary. It was highlighting the Donegal and Irish struggle in the US uh, over the years. Um, and, you know, something you, you told me off air, Anthony, that you enjoy is the, the broadcasting side of things. Uh, yeah, look, it's something I would have thought about as well and maybe would have liked to, to you know, got into, you know, but uh, that documentary I made, uh, made it in, uh, in New York, you know, about uh, a certain Mick Malloy that left here uh, somewhere in, in Donegal, like, and went across to New York, like, and fell in hard times, like, and uh, was fond of the drink, like, and um, then the, the Italian mob, they, they put insurance on him, like, and then they tried to knock him off, like, and that, you know, that was just for the story, but they couldn't, they couldn't kill Mick Malloy, you know, they fed him with poison and all sorts of stuff, turpentine, and he drank everything. Like, and uh, it was a great old story. It's probably it, 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 it kind of reflected a bit on myself <laughs> at the time. I don't know, but uh, I, I, I enjoy doing that there. And uh, you know, uh, something I, I would have loved maybe uh, to have gotten into maybe doing a bit of uh, TV work on that there. Like, and uh, sure, who knows? You know, uh, at the moment, like um, uh, I, I'm doing the Leaker Gale. Uh, uh, program uh, it'll be it'll be aired in uh, in in January and uh, I spent four hours down in Dungarvan there about two weeks ago like doing that there and uh, we have another day to do here now in Donegal like and uh, look at I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, well, um, I was delighted to hear Anthony you tell me that you're going to be on that uh, later Gale on TG Car because as as we're all uh, GM add up this part of the, yeah. the the country, we can never get enough of it and uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely a great series. Uh, a lot of different people have been on it and. Um, I look, I look forward to that, Anthony, and uh, in January, people always need, I think, things to look forward to, especially given the times in it, Anthony, because there is a lot of people out there that that, that are, you know, I suppose not in a great place mentally, and do you know the thing is, Anthony, I'll be honest with you, sport is a great lifter. Look at the, the uh, you know the J. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You know the J. is is the greatest and uh, biggest organization in the world. Um, you know, and for for bringing people together, and uh, you know, I've seen proof of that as well. Uh, was the tragedy in Creaselock there two weeks ago, you know, the St. Meals uh, GA Club, like, you know, the work they done and, uh, you know, the the support that they had there and, 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 and different things. And, like, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we tend maybe to run down the GA or different things, but uh, we shouldn't. Uh, very much part of all our, 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 all our communities all over and, uh, you know, what to do uh, in a whole, like, it's unbelievable, like, and, uh, you know, getting young people uh, out from the houses, like, instead of getting into bad habits, getting them onto football fields, like, uh, plays a massive part and, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to do so, like, and um, what an organisation. Yeah. Definitely so, and it's, it's something and I think that's critical because if you touched on there, if these people, if these young people aren't playing football, what else are they going to be doing? And that's especially if there's a lack of these services around Ireland, and uh, it is definitely an, an important uh, factor. You touched on a man there that I have to mention uh, before a minute ago there, Michael Murphy, and uh, just to think of Michael Murphy. He's been on the scene since Danny Gall, like the senior side of things from about two thousand and seven, uh, Anthony. Uh, but what he's given to Donegal football um, is immense and uh, yourself and himself two iconic figures for, for Donegal football I've seen a picture doing the rounds there not that long ago of yourself and and, and Michael and uh, you know there really isn't enough words to describe his contribution to Donegal football Anthony No uh, certainly like he's, he's certainly Donegal's best player ever uh, and um you know, I, I I had a photograph taken with him. I think he was only around about five years of age at the time, and uh, he he wanted to play. That was ambition at that time uh, to play for Donegal. Like, and uh, what uh, what a player, uh, what a captain he's turned out to be for us. And uh, you know, um, I was surprised there. I seen Pasqualan there. He named us thirty. You know that he wasn't in it, but uh, he's been uh, one of the best players. Uh, 
uh, you know, ever uh, in this uh, countrywide as well. Like, and uh, a great fella in every way, uh, a great leader uh, on and off the field, like, and um, doing huge work there at the moment as well. Like, uh, LY18, you know, Nathan Kenny there. And, um, you know, he he has what uh, any player would ever, ever want or dream of, you know, your strength and uh, ability, uh, attitude and uh, wants to win, the world to win, like, and, and uh, he has, uh, carries massive respect as well, like, and uh, there's no doubt about it, like, he, uh, his contribution to Donegal football, like, uh, at uh, second to none, like, and, and, and uh, you know, and at the same time, Tony, you know, uh, People have written him off, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen uh, a few comments, like, you know, it's time Michael Murphy retired, like, and sure, he's been one of the best players we've had there at club level nearly all year as well. And, 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 uh, like, uh, there's a couple of years left in Michael, uh, there's no doubt. And, uh, I suppose maybe hopefully one day, whenever Michael does decide to hang up the boots, that, uh, I, I, I can see him back in, in, in management here and uh and Donegal, you know, at some stage. But uh a great, great fella and uh, a fellow that I've massive admiration for, you know, of what he has achieved, yeah. you know. And uh he he does it his own way as well. A quiet, unassuming fella. That's yeah. what Michael is. Definitely, and you can you can just tell by looking at him, uh Anthony, that there's no airs or graces with him either. And uh you know, one of the finest sights for me in Gaelic football over the last uh, since Michael Murphy's been playing over the last ten plus years has been Michael Murphy when he's at his full flight in the sense of just fielding the ball, taking his scores, leading by example, taking a freeze. And, uh, you know, the way that he can dictate a game from the middle and the way that he can, you know, lead the line in the full forward line, uh, to be honest with you, like, he, he he's a gem of a player that doesn't come around very often. No, look at the, you know, certainly not. And the, 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 he's just a complete footballer, really. Like, uh, he's good in the air. He's strong. He can take a score. He can take a free, and 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 uh, he leads always from the front, you know. And uh, he's a huge engine, uh, huge engine in him as well, and uh, up and down the field and all that there. And uh, certainly he's a role model. There's no doubt about that for any young lad, uh, you know, that uh, wants to play football league. And uh, he is a role model. He will be a role model league. And and uh, you know, they 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 say you know that. Uh, that he's finished he's far from finished Michael because I know him like he's still as fit as anybody there in that squad there at the moment like and because he pushes he always pushes himself to the limit you see and um, he pushes the boat out further maybe at times too like and, and uh, so hopefully Michael will be with us now for another couple of years you know yeah Donegal a lot of people seem to forget Anthony that obviously post 92 we went through a, a kind of a, a famine of not winning anything from the Anglo-Celt um, obviously from 92 up to 2011 um, no God-given right to win any uh tournament, or cup, and uh, final. Michael's come in there and like what he what he has actually led Donegal to. People actually sit and steady it. Um, we've been spoiled with success uh from that 2011 period onwards. And if, if you told someone that we would have been in so many Ulster finals from 2011, it's it's kind of unbelievable when you actually sit and consider it, considering where we were in 2010. You know, we we uh, yeah, we have a t- t- ten golden years uh, in Donegal, like and and uh, you know, uh, been in Clonus uh, every every year, like and uh, like one time uh, in my my playing days, like Clonus uh, getting an Ulster final was a massive massive day, like. But we we've been there now and so many times, and uh, people, uh, I think people, uh, the novelty of that is worn off. And uh, people want more, like they want all Ireland's now, you know. And uh, maybe that's where we're getting a bit lost, and you know. And uh, but we've had a fabulous spell there, there's no doubt about it. And and um, I know probably we have a bit of team building to do now, uh, under a new management and that there. And and uh, but you know, we haven't become a bad team overnight. No. Like we've a fantastic bunch of players there, like and uh, that bunch of players like this there, like and and, and the lads uh, from two twelve that are there looking old Donegal absolutely nothing like and uh, hopefully we will go on like to, to achieve greater things as well. Like. Yeah. Definitely so, uh, uh, Anthony. And before I round off the interview, I just want to say that uh, as I said there at the start Coming up to Ardra here, Anthony, is always a huge pleasure for me. It's like just uh, from the place like Tully Cleave to, to Sandfield to uh, you know Glen Gesh, um, there's something very striking about it. It's a, it's a special place. Yeah, uh, look at it. I, I love Ardra, and it's a, it's it's a great wee town. Again, uh, I love where I come from. You know, up on top of the Glen Gesh, there the S Bends up there, like and. Uh, 
you know, we work hard here as a as a town and as a community, you know, to to make people welcome. And uh, you know, we 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 put on a lot of events and that there, a lot of festivals like that there, and we are a heritage town as well, like, and uh, we pride ourselves in that there and like that. But you know, the, uh, things like that don't happen overnight, and we have a great committee here and uh, and awake tourism led by Stephen McCall and that there, and you know, a lot of organising and uh, a lot of different uh, things happening all over, like, and uh, yeah, look at it, it's it's not a bad wee town uh, no. to stop off in Tony. That's right. Yeah. De- definitely so it's a lovely town and you know um before uh, around off Anthony I have to say something about you know Donegal and the 92 thing and anglo Celt and all did you want Anthony Joe Kern said something one time with one of one of the players had said that uh you know about they were thinking back on what this could have won Armagh under Joe Kern that believed like I remember Steve McDonald actually saying to me that the 2005 team he reckoned was better than the 2002 team but one of the players apparently was said in the dressing room, maybe we should be glad for what we achieved rather than what we didn't achieve. Yeah, the, yeah. The, that's true. Uh, look, at I, I look back too, Tony, like, and uh, I look back sometimes and I wonder, you know, uh, going back uh, when I came into the team in 1982, like, and uh, the one through of 82 uh, for the National League and then... Uh, we went on to one Ulster in 1983. Uh, there were six of us under 21s in that team. And uh, we were narrowly beaten by Galway in that Ireland semi-final. Uh, again, probably should have won. We were leading by two points, like with a minute to go. And then a goal goes in there. And um, But I thought at that time as a young lad, you know, this was going to happen every year. like And, and, and uh, you know, we didn't get back into an Ulster final until 1989. You know, but... I, I I look back now and uh, you know I think like things like you know what you're after saying there you know after after back doors in them days maybe it'd been because we were getting bit by a point here and a point there maybe in first round ties and that going up to down and Newcastle and different places like that they are going into Armagh and uh, because they were all great great teams and uh, you know they're very strong Ulster was very strong in them years you know you'd Armagh down Derry Tyrone you know Monaghan they were all there with good teams like and. Uh, then I, I think also maybe if we had to have the same discipline and what we decided to do ourselves in 92 as a bunch of players, uh, you know, uh, discipline ourselves, uh, train like we never trained, like we never trained, like we, you know, in 92, like uh, it, it was, uh, you know, three nights, two nights without the ball. And uh, all that I was thinking about, you know, and, and uh, see in '82 we 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 were able to play the game that we wanted to play, yeah, you know, and and we were in fantastic shape, like, and I think about them things as well, like, but then I say to myself, look at they're hard one, they are, they're hard one, and all Ireland uh, is hard to one, and uh, I'm grateful that I, you know that they're sitting here, you know, that at least have won, yeah, and as I say, Anthony. It's been that that image yourself, Lifting Sam, is embedded in a lot of people's minds and, and hearts. And uh, we have come to the end of the interview, Anthony. And uh, I have to say, um, I know it's a cliche that a lot of people use that it's worded here a lot, but it has been an absolute privilege and an honour for me to come to your home place here in, in Ardra. And, uh, you know, you've made me feel very welcome, folks. I came in the door and Anthony had a cup of tea and a biscuit for me. So, Anthony, it, uh, it, it, it means a lot to me to, to feature you on the podcast. Thanks a million, you too, Tony, and uh, I've really enjoyed your time here. And, and you know, uh, so we're still the old way of thinking here. So you still get a cup of tea, like, yeah. uh, and that's the old way of going, like, and uh, we have never moved away from that there. But, uh, no, thanks a million, Tony, and uh, I've really enjoyed your um, your interview here today. Yeah, th- th- thanks very much, Anthony, and I'm going to leave the last word with you regarding the book um, to give it a, f- a final plug because the, the book is already, as we mentioned, doing very well for you. Um, this Friday night, people will be listening to this. This will be released days in advance of the of the actual uh, night in the, the Blue Haven, the launch. But uh, it's a book that I can foresee doing very well for you, Anthony. Look at yeah, it was a huge undertaking, and uh, I, I I I'd hoped that I've, I've told my story as honestly and truthfully as I could of, of what I could remember, because you know it, it wasn't easy going back over fifty years, like and and uh, but um, you know as I said earlier, starting out, it would not have been possible without Frank, like and Frank made me very comfortable, like yourself, uh, Frank, you've been here just turn on the tape and let me rattle away, you know, and and yeah. and uh, which is great, like and uh, no, I'm uh, hopefully. Uh, We'll see a lot of people at, at the launch now on Friday night in the Blue Haven. And uh, again, um, you know, that uh, what I've depicted in the book, like, is, is, is the way it was for Anthony Malloy growing up and his, his footballing career.
It's going to be a fascinating read, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it myself. Can you just remind people of the of the of the, the prices or where it can be got, Anthony? Well, it, it, it'll be in all bookstores now. There's just uh, uh, things starting out tomorrow, like at the beginning of the week, yeah. uh, and and uh, can be bought on Amazon as well. Like, and I think it's retailing around twenty five euros to hard back yeah. of it, and then you have a paperback, a paperback and a electronic as well, like on yeah. Amazon as well. Like so, uh, you know, look at uh, it's it's uh, it's. I'm I'm proud look of of uh, that I done this like I, I had pushed it back and pushed it back like and uh, now it's done and now I'm thankful for that I have it done. Yeah, and you're, it's out there now and it's, it's actually good to have it in print, Anthony, all your, your memories. But uh, again, the final thing is to, on behalf of all Donegal people that's listening to this podcast, Anthony, and around Ireland and Donegal and beyond, is a, a massive thank you to you for everything you've done for, for Donegal GA and continue to do in your work as a, as a politician. A, a big thank you. Look, at Tony, thank yourself as well, like, and you know as well. I'd just like to thank you know the army supporters down the years. Like I had uh, great supporters, like and uh, and uh, to all the people that I came up against, like it's uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, like and uh, either that be as a player, uh, or a player that I played with, or a manager or managed under or whatever, like it, it it has been a great experience. Yeah. No doubt, that's all life's all about experience, Anthony. You definitely had, had plenty of, of good ones. And uh, again, Anthony, a massive thank you for your time and uh, all the very best to you. Thanks again, Tony. Thank you. Well, folks, that rounds up episode number 72 of the Time Out podcast uh, with my guest, legendary Anthony Malloy. And, you know, before, when I normally start off interviews, uh, I ask people if the episode number has any uh, sort of relation to the actual guest. And uh, a lot of the time, I'm told it hasn't, but what Anthony Malloy it has, of course, because uh, the number two, uh, 72, was the first year Donegal won their first Anglo Celt. And, of course, 82, 92, 2012, the number two, uh, has proved very good for Donegal down to the years. Let's hope it's not 2032 by the time we won the Anglo Celt again. But uh, if you want to check anything I've done, folks, in terms of previous podcasts, go to uh, the timeoutpodcast.ie and uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll find something there, hopefully, that you'll, you'll enjoy. But for now, for me, Tony McGettigan here in the beautiful place that is our draw with the legendary Anthony Malloy, it's uh, goodbye and take care. For more on the Time Out Podcast, visit thetimeoutpodcast.ie. Thanks for listening.